Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gears, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, I told you I wasn't going to leave you desolate. I told you I was looking at joining Locked On ACC full-time, but I told you I wasn't going to leave you desolate. And guess what? We got a bowl game tomorrow. We got football tomorrow. I have got to bring you a preview of the game, some Kenton's keys, some what do we think is going to happen, all of those types of things before this game goes off. We, we will see a senior class that has elevated this program that has, excuse me, had expectations higher than we've ever seen in Raleigh before. And that honestly, I'm very grateful for. So it's too much for me to talk about. And we've got a very special guest on that may be a guest a lot more going forward. You know what I mean? Who knows? We'll we'll talk about all that and more. We've got some Kenton's Keys for you as well. So stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, the guest that I was referring to, the main man of the hour, the, the, the person that I brought on today, a very enthusiastic NC State fan, somebody who was highly recommended to me, my main man, Grayson Boone. How you doing, Grayson? What's up, Kenton? What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Uh, super excited to be on here. Kenton, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity. Uh, if there's one thing I love, it's talking about sports. It's two things I love, it's talking about Wolfpack sports. So uh, super happy to be here, super happy to break down this bowl game tomorrow. Well, you know our rule, man. Or actually, you may not know our rule, so let me let you in on it. We don't do no fluff pieces. We don't do no hit pieces. We tell it like it is around here, all right? So so are you, are you willing to do that with me today, Grayson? That's my kind of show. That's how I am. I'll give it to you straight. All right. Well, let's get into it. We got the bowl game, the Duke Mail Bowl, up against Maryland tomorrow. And um, this this game, to me, is very similar to last year's game for a lot of reasons. Uh, or for last two last year's bowl game for a lot of reasons, despite the fact that that one didn't get played. Obviously, we're hoping for a different uh, outcome in this one. We're hoping that people sure show up. So. No funny business. Exactly. No no funny business. At, at this point, I don't think anybody is, is taking COVID too serious anymore. So we're all right on that front. Um, but with that being said, this is a a Maryland team that I think pretty much met expectations for what they were supposed to be. I think, you know, a middle-of-the-road Big Ten East team where you knew if you're in the Big Ten East and your name isn't Penn State, Ohio State, or Michigan, you knew what it was coming in. Like, you didn't expect to come in and be one of the two best teams um, in that division. So, with with that being said, I think we, we can talk about uh, what this team is, what they're missing, all that good stuff, and, and uh, kind of go from there. Um, so, let's start with offensively. I believe, you know, having Tua's little brother is is not the worst thing in the world. And and um, he's been playing some decent ball for them. However, their top four receivers, if I'm correct, and, and Grayson told me this in pre-production. This is why Grayson may be a recurring guest going forward here. Their top four receivers all either opted out or not playing due to injury or transferring. And and so I think that that's something that, you know, the, the pack has got to be rejoicing about because at the end of the day, stopping the run is what we do best. And then when you have that many guys leaving out of the receiving room, out of the tight end room, 
that's, that's a recipe for success for NC State. That's right. I was looking over a couple numbers earlier today. Uh, yeah, so it's the top three wide receivers and their top tight end. Uh, the top three receivers are going to the draft. Tight end just actually committed to Alabama. I think it was either yesterday or it might have been earlier today. Uh, but those, those four together accounted for about half of Tagovailoa's passing yards, about half the receiving touchdowns as well. So that's a huge gaping hole uh, that they're leaving behind in their pass game. And because of that, they're going to have to rely on the run game. Now, the run game is actually not too bad for Maryland. They're, uh, they're starting running back. Uh, I believe his last name is Hamby. Is that correct? Roman Hemby. Roman Hemby. Yeah. Roman Hemby. That's right. Uh, I did see he picked up a couple of freshman All-American nominations. Uh, mm. So he is no slouch. He can run the rock. Um, I know they're, they're running back number two. Uh, his last name is Littleton. He actually, uh, the tape I've seen, reminds me a lot of a Reggie Gillespie type running back. More power. You know, he's going to bruise you near the goal line type of thing. So they can run the ball. But like you just said, Kenton, I think that's going to play into our strengths as that run defense. And and you know what? The the biggest thing that I look at there is Tungvalu is a, a quarterback. I don't think he's a bad quarterback for a power five at all. I wouldn't say he's bad, but I wouldn't say that he's like, you know, world beating like, oh, man, that's the type of quarterback that keeps you up at night. But losing that many weapons all at once is like, that's that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. And when you're talking about trying to win a football game, especially in terms of, um, I'll tell you this, it's better for them that it's a bowl game so that, you know, there's a good amount of time to prepare and, and get the others ready. But even still, like that, that's just such a tall order. That's not something that you look at every day and say, hey, I'm expecting this to go well. I'm expecting everything to be all right here, even though uh, we lost this many guys on offense now defensively they do have many many less opt-outs and injuries and all those problems uh going on there but with that being said I still don't think that um I still don't think that that defense is one that necessarily scares me to death you know what I mean like that's not a defense that I'm looking at and I'm like oh man like they're they're just a, a disgusting group don't get me wrong when you got playmakers at every level like um Amy Fanua at the uh, nose guard position and uh, Jay Sean Barham at the linebacker position. Now, Fanua is a, a definite, he's like what Josh Harris was for us, just a little more slender, a little more agile, and he plays two, three downs on a regular basis. Uh, Jay Sean Barham is a sideline to sideline linebacker, but also a big time thumper in the box. And Deontay Banks is a DB that can take it away from you at a moment's notice. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this last name. I believe Bo Brady it is. Uh, is another DB. That's very good in coverage, very good at tricking quarterbacks when he's in zone. But I just I'm I'm more so worried about what the play calling will look like with three guys sharing the play call than anything else in terms of, you know, what what we can do on offense and what Maryland's defense will look like. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this kind of cap, this bowl game pretty much encapsulates a lot of what we saw this year, and that uh, our offense, we're going to have to show up. We're, we're not going to be able to bully them on defense and, and probably come out with a win. We're going to have to move the ball. We're going to have to get the ball to Thayer Thomas, something you and I have talked about. Uh, you know, haven't seen much of Thayer Thomas here late in the season, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to have to push the ball downfield. Um, you know, it's like I said, we're, we're, we're not going to be able to stuff them every uh every series and hope to come out with a win we got to do more than that we got to move the ball and whether it's mj morris we hope that it is uh i have not seen any updates on if he will or will not play uh all i've seen that he's been practicing a little bit 
or whether it's Ben Finley, you know, he's riding that UNC high. And uh, we are, we're very thankful for his services. <laughs> we, we saw at the end of the year, uh, it's always good to beat little brother down the street. So uh, yeah, we're going to have to move the ball. I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be upset at either one of those guys being the quarterback. Um, I, I said this before and I said it again, with all due respect, we appreciate what he did for us during the Florida State game. I don't want to see Jack Chambers touching that football again. I, I don't want to see yeah. it happen. With all due respect, Ben Finley gives us a better shot at winning, better shot at, at doing the things that we need to do. I mean, maybe, maybe, possibly you bring him in for – a player two if you need a couple yards here and there. Yeah, but even I mean, then, I'd, I'd still say Michael Allen and the way that he has kind of emerged with his really good contact balance, I'd probably just give it to him and say, give me two yards. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, no disrespect to Jordan Houston, but I think I'm about ready to toss the keys to Michael Allen. Uh, from what we did see in limited capacity, he runs hard. And I, yeah. I was impressed. You could tell right off, right out the gate. Um, so – I'm hoping to hoping to get a big game here for Michael Allen. Uh, of course, you know we still got to use Jordan Houston. He's quick if you get him in space. Uh, you know, there's he. I swear, there's a couple or more than a couple times, but he was always I swear one guy from going about 60 yards, and it happened countless times this year. And it just he just never got past that one guy. So I, if we can I'm, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I I appreciate what you did there because a lot of people. They, they don't know that you can do two things at once. We can walk and chew gum. Yes, Michael Allen has been a baller, but we don't need to throw Jordan Houston away. Demi Sumo, no. when he looked good, people were ready to throw Demi, uh, throw Jordan Houston away. It's, oh, he's terrible. He's not. Why is he getting the ball? I remember it was, uh, what was it, ECU when he fumbled on the goal line and all of a sudden everybody was all, what what is he doing? And we don't yep. need him in the game. And it it is just, listen. Jordan Houston has been, whether people want to accept it or not, our most consistent back in this backfield. And it's not even been close. With all due respect, we know that Demi didn't choose to get hurt. We know that he didn't say, oh, I don't want to do too much playing this year. I'm going to go ahead and sit it out. But he's been hurt. Michael Allen has figured it out and come on late. This was not the case early in the season. Demarcus Jones was getting touches as the back behind um Demi and and Jordan not Michael Allen when this season first started so uh, I I think that there is and again you know people always say oh what what is what does Jordan Houston have on me Jordan Houston has nothing on me there's there's nothing that he knows about me that is 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 shameful that I have to uh give him love for I just think that he's a better back than people give him credit for but you're right Michael Allen has shown to be a little bit more explosive he has shown if he's even he's leaving a little bit better I think people can get wrapped up in the numbers sometimes. And I myself, I can be guilty of that. But, you know, uh, you look at Jordan Houston's stats, they don't jump off the page. But that doesn't attest to the kind of player he can be still. There's still a lot we can get out of him, you know, you know, give or take play calling, uh, quote, unquote, Tim Beck. Um, but, you know, there's no reason to give up on him. We have, we have Mike Lowen, sure, he looks great. But Jordan Houston, he's been in this program. He deserves a shot, still deserves a shot, I'd say. He played this whole year. He still deserves a shot. Um, so, yeah, it's just a matter of if we can open up the playbook enough, get creative to use both backs efficiently. And in and, and today's game, this is the deal. You need multiple good backs. You need right. multiple. 
if if we didn't learn anything else from this season, you need depth at every position, but especially at the running back position. That's just the way it's always been. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm excited about what I'm seeing here. I'm excited about what uh, what what we could possibly see, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, a little bit about Ken's keys and and what we expect to happen in this game after we get back from this break. But before we do, let me tell you all about LinkedIn Jobs. When it comes to getting the best people for the job, LinkedIn Jobs is where you need to go. Oh boy, LinkedIn Jobs is the place to be when every hire for your small business feels like it could be absolutely game-changing for you. LinkedIn Jobs helps you talk to the people that you want to talk to, hire the people that you want to hire for your small business faster than anybody else. That is why folks choose them over their leading competitors. And you can post your job for free. Um, Terms and conditions do apply. So let's talk for a minute about Ken's Keys here because we know how this game goes. I'm always going to tell you the things that the Wolfpack need to do to come away with a win. And today in particular, are there are some things that I think are, are pretty clear and obvious giveaways in terms of if the Wolfpack do this, they will for sure be victorious because, I mean, Vegas has us as underdogs here. I don't know if you know this, but Vegas does not, does not like NC State in this game. And hey, they got reason to not like us. I understand. You know what I mean? We we're with what we're doing in terms of again starting another uh different quarterback, except for the fact that Ben Finley already has started games here. Either way, you're you're going to be looking at a quarterback who doesn't have a full season of experience. You're going to be looking at an offensive line that at times has looked very disheveled without uh Grant Gibson. You're going to be looking at a receiving core that is going to be without Devin Carter in and that Devin Carter situation is just a mess that we can talk about another day. But that plus uh, seeing a lot of older guys who be their last game, good stuff. There's a lot to be said here in, in terms of um, what this team needs to do to win. And because I don't think this would be an easy stretch of the imagination. So let's get in his keys. Y'all know how we do it. Three offensive, three defensive special teams. So let's start with the offense. The first key to this game is get Thayer Thomas the ball. At the end of the day, I feel like if he doesn't have at least seven targets or touches, we have failed as an offense. I tell people all the time, that was my biggest gripe with Tim Beck over this last uh, season. The fact that you are not force feeding one of the best players on the team the ball. If you look through the record books for NC State receiving, you find me a stat that Thayer Thomas is not at or near the top of. Feel free. Go for it. Try it. It's not going to go too well for you. He needs the ball in his hand. I don't care if there's one guy calling the plays, three guys calling the plays, or if it's like fan control football league where everybody in the stands gets to call the play. I need to see Thayer Thomas with the ball. What say you, Grayson? Absolutely. I mean, like I just mentioned a little bit ago, He's got to touch the ball. He just has to. He's if he's your guy, and he's been the guy here for a little bit. You know, coming to, coming in as a walk on. You know, nobody expected him to be here. But look at this guy. Like you said, you check the record books. He's there. He's a Wolfpack legend, flat out. You check the tape. He's got the tape. He's probably gonna play on Sunday. Uh, you know, eventually, maybe not right away, but he's got the work ethic. He's shown it. He, he was a walk on, and now he's you know he's nationally recognized now. 
you got to get him the ball. You got to let your best players cook. You just that's flat out. That's it is as simple as that, essentially. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, what, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Aleem McNeil got drafted by the Lions, and he's doing pretty well up there. You know what I mean? I mean, I I'm not saying I'm not that's, saying that's team, to go to my Lions too. I'm not saying he got to go to my Lions too. But yeah, right. I mean, I, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be upset. Hey, really. the Lions could use some Thayer Thomas. Absolutely. Exactly. We, we could all use some Thayer Thomas, especially NC State in the Duke Mayo Bowl. We could all use some Thayer Thomas, people. Let us not forget that. Um, the second key, I think the offensive line has to control this game. Um, with all due respect, Maryland's defense is, I would say, average. I don't think that they do anything exceptionally well on the defensive side of the ball that just, like, terrifies me. We need to be able to run the ball. At the end of the day, if we are to give whoever is the starting quarterback a chance, we have to run the football. If you can't run the ball on on this type of team, you're going to run into the very simple problem of, okay, so you're going to rely on a quarterback who was playing with the scout team a couple of weeks ago to go out there and beat that team without one of the best receivers on the team there. That just doesn't make sense. That That is math that does not add up. And it will never add up. And if we look at the game, um, if we look at the game against the boys in baby blue, I was actually surprised with the fact that we won the game, despite how poorly we ran the ball. I mean, it, it was when you look at 20 carries for 59 yards between um, or I'm sorry, 20 carries for 83 yards between Houston and Allen. Don't get me wrong. That wasn't the worst rushing performance I've ever seen. But I want to give our quarterback more support than that because, again, whoever we have starting at quarterback is not going to be a world beater and all ACC and all American type guys. So we need to give him some help. I'm going to throw a wild stat at you. Not exactly a stat, but I want you to take a guess at something. How many running back touchdowns have we scored after Devin Leary went down? How many do you think? I would say five. Zero. We haven't scored a single touchdown by a running back. Not a single one. Not one. That's a wow. problem, Ken. That's a problem. Wow. And I hope I hope it's a problem that we begin to solve tomorrow. Wow. And this, my friends, is why Grayson's on the show. This, my friend. I mean, no running back touchdowns. Nothing, that is, not a single one. I'm flabbergasted. None. That is wow. Not a single one. Wow. This, that is this, not. This might. This might come across as a dig. I don't want it to. It's no disrespect here. How many, without looking, how many rush touchdowns do you think Jordan Houston has this year? I would say two. Zero. None. My God. The starting running back. The starting running back had zero touchdowns. The only what? touchdown he did score was on a wheel route. I believe it was against UConn, I want to say. Yeah, I Maybe remember. Charleston Southern. Yeah, I remember. I would definitely remember that wheel route that he scored on. Man. You know, it, he got and, the end zone one time. And so, and so, and I'm going to tell you this. There are a lot of things that I put on Beck's play call. There are a lot of things that I'm like, hey, that's directly on Beck's shoulders. The inability to punch it in with our backs from from that, that I, oh, that's that's tough. That's tough. So we, we got, again, I'm not saying that we have to be world beaters running the ball. I'm not saying we need to average six yards per carry or anything like that. But I think four to 4.5 yards per carry, that's a good number to at least keep a defense honest and at least give your quarterback some support to where 
I'm putting you, which one is better, right? Second and six, second and 10. Which one is better? Third and two, third and eight, third and five, third and seven. You know, we, we want to be in good positions to win the game and, and running the ball helps you not get behind, um, not get behind the sticks. The third key that I give for our offense is that we need the QB to be serviceable. I'm not saying the quarterback has to be amazing. I'm not saying Ben Finley has to be has to go out there and, and play the game of his life and sling it around the yard like he's never thrown it before. But what I am saying is this team needs to uh, have quarterback play that's at least like, hey, you aren't a net negative for us. Because honestly, when I look back at the UNC game, when I watched that game again, Ben Finley played out of his mind. He played an excellent football game there. And and there's really not too much more that you can ask of him in terms of uh, how he played that game. And so I'm, I'm looking for uh, just service that play, nothing crazy, nothing about just be a little better than that. Yes. If it if it does end up being Ben Finley tomorrow, uh, you know, I mentioned it once. First off, hats off to Ben Finley. You start the year as scout team quarterback, and here you are coming in to beat the beat the rival in the rival game. You do play out of your mind. Outstanding. And now if you find yourself playing in the bowl game, here you go. Here's another opportunity for you. So, yeah. uh, you know, this last key, I think it does, it does actually connect to the other two. And I think it connects to the defense. Um, if we can get pretty decent quarterback play out of Ben Finley, that's going to help the defense. If we can get pretty decent offensive line play, that's going to help the defense. If we can get their Thomas pushing down the field, that's going to help the defense. Like I said, defense is not going to be the only thing that wins us this game. We have to keep the offense at least on the field and control the pace. We can't have the defense on the on the field the whole time. They're going to get worn out. You know, you saw it against Syracuse. Syracuse, we saw it against Boston. They're not good. We saw it against Boston, Boston College, College too. Boston, that last drive, they Syracuse, were good. That's right. I mean, no disrespect to these two teams, but they're not good. I'm sorry, Syracuse. They're, I think they were six and after they beat us. After that, they went what one and five. They're not a good team. Boston, yeah. College, not a good team. Excuse. We have to be better offensively, and that will help the defense in, in part. You know, Syracuse uh, set a record being one of the first ever teams to, like, start the year. Um, to start the year, I want to say it was 6-0 and and then go on to have a first team to have a six-game or five-game winning streak and losing streak in the same season or a six-game winning streak and a five-game losing streak in the same season. That's that's a uh that's a tough way to go out. That's a whoo, that's a real, real tough way to go out there. But you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Again, it's called complimentary football. And we right. are gonna get a word from our sponsors, but we'll be right back to talk the defensive keys and give some predictions to this game. All righty, and we're back. So the defensive keys to this game is for me, the first key is right? As the, the kids today like to say, um, him being quote-unquote like he's a really, really good freshman All-American for a reason. He's got all the accolades and the love for a reason. And with all the receivers out, we know that Millen's going to lean on that running game. But now, let me throw an interesting stat at you, my good friend Grayson. When Hemby, when Hemby rushes for over 100 yards or, and or rather, and or two or more touchdowns, um, Maryland is undefeated, five and zero. Oh. 
So really, every single game that he's gotten over 100 yards or scored more than two touchdowns, they're five and zero. They're two and five when he doesn't do that. They're two and five. They've only that beaten sounds one like, power. Sounds like a ball beat, game right there. They've only beaten one power five team when he doesn't do that, and that was Michigan State directly after that whole tunnel incident where players are going to jail, all that good stuff. But the the reality is, like you said, that's the ball game. That's the ball game. The the other back that they have, hey, I'm not knocking him. Not saying he's a terrible back. There's nothing he can do. But he's not Hemby, and he doesn't he doesn't move this team in the same way. If you watch Maryland football this year, you could see that that team gets some juice when when Hemby breaks off a big run. When he gets to doing what he does, that team gets some juice behind him. So with that in mind, you cannot have a situation where you let him get going early because you're going to be in for a long game. But with that being said, we've allowed the 12th least yards per game, rushing yards per game in the country. Now that's of 131 teams now. In the top, um, you're in the top 10th percentile of, of teams or top 90th percentile. I don't know how those percentile things go. I just remember from the ACT because they were like, oh, you're in the X percentile. That's not so enough time. Long story short, um, you're looking at a situation where their strength is what we're great at stopping. It's what we're great at stopping. So that needs to show up and show out this, this game. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think uh, I think our record might, you know, kind of discourage some folks. But we had an elite defense this year and a lot better than people probably want to give credit for. Um, I mentioned this to you earlier. There are three teams in the country that have not allowed over 30 points in a game. One of them is Georgia, number one in the nation. The other team is Michigan, number two in the nation. I'll let you guess who the third team is. We're going to watch you play tomorrow. It's NC State. Exactly. It's obviously NC State. That that is elite company. This is an elite defense. And these two freshman running backs are as elite of a freshman duo as you're going to see. Littleton is a big – he's a low. That man is 285 pounds. That's what he's listed at. I'm not – I don't know. I think they might have shaved the pound better, too often. You better strap up if you see him in the hole. That's what I'm saying. That's a big boy. That's a big dude to bring down. So stopping Hemby and Littleton is, is going to be vitally important. But Hemby, I think he's the key. I think that he is – as he goes, this team goes. So hold him under 100 yards and less than two total touchdowns. Again, they're two and five when he doesn't do it. They're undefeated when he does do it. Why would you want to be the first team to try to win while he does the while he does what he does and is matriculating at a high volume? Don't make it hard on yourself. Don't make it hard on yourself. As my coach uh, Thomas Witcher would always say, K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. And now the next thing, we have a guy on our roster by the name of Daryl Jones and. Daryl Jones was a name that was unbeknownst to me until I believe it was the uh, was it the Pinstripe Bowl last year or was it the Military Bowl? It was I believe it was the Pinstripe Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. They played against Virginia Tech, and Daryl Jones went off. He couldn't be guarded. He was wide open everywhere. Every time you looked up, he was busting another big game. And I say that to say we've already talked about the fact that they're that. the Terps are are losing their top four receivers in terms of pass ca- or top four pass catchers instead of receivers, top four pass catchers on the season. Don't let any of their receivers have a Daryl Jones game. Don't let any of these guys who are, listen, 
I know that we all like to say next man up, next man up, next man up. There's a reason you weren't the first man up, okay? There's a reason. And we need to show that with our defensive back play in this game. We cannot allow any of their receivers uh, to – and this is this is the tangible goal because all of the keys come with a tangible goal. I don't want to see any receiver go for over 100 receiving yards today. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want – I don't – again, this team, to me, if you if you look at how they're composed, they this Maryland team is built to be physical, to run the ball, and then to let Tua cook – or not Tua, to let uh, Talia cook off the back end of that. That's how this team is designed. This team is designed to keep him in good situations, it's designed to do all the things – to where he doesn't have to go out there, play hero ball, and win the game. So you've got to stop these unheralded receivers. It may not be a lot of tape on them. But guess what? You don't need a lot of tape to trust your fundamentals and do what you've been doing all year. Yeah, first thing, yeah, shout out to Daryl Jones. Uh, I hope Daryl Jones has a Daryl Jones game tomorrow. That'd be good to see. Absolutely. But uh, this this probably feels pretty cool for him to go up against Maryland in this bowl game tomorrow. It's kind of life comes full circle type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, passing, passing wise for Maryland, I think, you know, you got Talia, I think it's how it's pronounced Talia. Uh, mm-hmm. he's going to be looking for guys that he doesn't have much chemistry with, to be quite honest. And so, you know, our defensive structure is not exactly set up to get after the quarterback, but if we can find ways with some blitz packages, that sort of thing, if we can pressure him, he's going to be thrown to guys that he hasn't really thrown to all year. And that's only going to work better in our favor. So in addition to, you know, stopping Hemby and, you know, I think we've got to get pressure the quarterback on passes too and get enough pressure, rattle his cage. You know, I know that uh, Talia is also, he's been kind of in and out this year with some injury struggles, so he might not even be 100%. Um, I think even their second string is questionable with some ankle issues, so they might be thin. Uh, why not get after him? You know, pressure him into making the bad throws. We have a uh, an all-American corner and Aiden White back there, ready to pick them off. Uh, we have the defense, like you said, to hold all the receivers under 100 yards because, you know, they haven't shown that they're going to be able to do that against this defense. Absolutely, absolutely. And let me throw this last key out there. This is a team I, – I said this before. I still stand by this. This is a playoff defense. So my last key for this defense – be who you are. And yes, I've had that as a key before, but I don't care. Damn it, when you're this good, sometimes you don't need to overcomplicate it. Be who you are defensively. Now, let me let you in on one more thing, and this is the last fun fact stat I'm going to give you for the day. I said that this bowl game resembled the last one in a lot of ways. UCLA and Maryland both have this in common. Last year's UCLA team and this Maryland team both have this in common. Neither team has beaten a, a neither team beat or has beaten so far a power five team with a winning record. Neither has beaten a single power five team with a winning record. UCLA didn't beat any team with a winning winning record. Um this this Maryland team has beaten two group of five teams that have winning records technically because they're seven and five. I am telling you, this is a situation where these guys need to Go out, establish the pace early, and say, hey, you're going to find it really hard to get yards on us because we're better than you. Athlete for athlete, we have Drake Thomas. You all don't. We have Peyton Wilson. You all don't. We have Corey Durden. Durden is playing, right? I believe he's playing. 
I, I didn't. Did he? Anybody? I'd have to double check that one. I'm. I'm. I can't remember for sure. Okay. Either way, even if we don't have Durden, we have uh, Davin Van. You all don't. You all Next don't. You we you you just don't have we have an Aiden White back there. You all don't have the receiver equivalent of that. So we're gonna go out and do what we do. I think that the number for this defense to hold them to uh to win this game is 17. Part of me wants to drop it down to 14, but I'm like, yeah, 14 is too aggressive. It, it, a team could get lucky, hit one play against a big blitz, and boom, you've got seven right there. I think. If we allow 17 or less, because we're allowing 19 on the season, and I think that for the offenses we've seen, this is this is a below average offense. So I would say allow 17 or less as this final key. Yeah, I would agree. So I get we might get into score predictions, but 17 is the number I had in mind as well. If you can hold them to 17, I feel like we'll be able to conjure up enough offense where we can overcome that. Uh, and hopefully we get some defensive turnovers as well. Uh, you know, something I looked into earlier, uh, our turnover margin this year is plus six. That's pretty solid. <laughs> Maryland is plus one. Uh, so they had a decent year defensively, but not as strong as us. So if our defense can show up, you know, we have these, we have these seniors. This is their last ride. Some of them, you got Isaiah Moore, you got Drake going to the draft. Uh, Peyton Wilson, we have not heard yet. So we'll, uh, we'll hold our breath there, but. Um, you know, you have Tanner Ingle. He's on his way out to the draft. You got Tyler Baker Williams. He announced yesterday. Uh, I, I believe he's playing. I haven't heard otherwise, but I know he's going to the draft. These are some big time players that have come through NC State. This is their last game. Uh, you know they're going to show up. So, or at least you hope so. Um, but yeah, we have we have the defense to get this done, no doubt. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the score predictions, what you got? What you got? What's what's your prediction for this game, Grayson? So. Uh, you know, still being unsure if it's going to be MJ or Ben. Uh, I use my prediction with Ben, at quarterback. Um, I think we'll have enough offense. I'm hoping we can push the ball downfield. We can get some run game going behind a solid O-line. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to hold them to exactly 17 points. Uh, and I think we come out with 24. I have 24-17 Wolfpack, and I got Dave Dorn getting a bucket full of mayo on his head. You know we're 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 close. We're close. I got twenty one seventeen. I, I think that okay. we did. I I wanted to say twenty three, but I I think that we. I don't know. I, there's just something in me that's saying I'm not sure that we will get in field goal position three times and score two touchdowns on top of that. That means that you sustain five very solid drives. Not sure if we can do that, but I do think that we can have three that get into the end zone. So I think that that's that's what we're looking at here. Um, thank you all so very much, Wolfpack Nation, for coming out and sticking with me. Like I said, I wasn't going to leave you in the lurch now. I wasn't going to leave you in the lurch. So y'all will be seeing Grayson's face around here a lot more. Uh, Grayson, tell the folks where they can follow you. Uh, my Twitter is at gboone underscore, uh, otherwise known as just Grayson Boone. If you want to search me, I have a pretty unique name, I feel like, so I'm not hard to find. Uh, shout out Deion Sanders. But, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at gboone underscore. Uh, tweet at me. Tweet what you think. I'll tweet back at you. I got, you know, I got all day on Twitter. I love me some Twitter. So uh, find me on there and let us know what you think. We ain't giving Grayson the keys to the kingdom yet. He's not getting the Locked On Wolfpack account yet. So if you're tweeting at that, you're still tweeting at me at the moment. All right. Just letting you know. But anywho, thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate you all so much every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Go Pack.
You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 